to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Let nature be your teacher. That quote is from the poet William Wordsworth. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at bethestarur.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. We are thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring Be The Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the, vo- to the community through literacy and positive media messages. We are determined to continue our empowering efforts. I'm Kenneth Chun, and today's show starts with a chapter from the Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World Anthology. Today's chapter is entitled The Gift of Nature, and it was written by our amazing producer, Cynthia Bryan. So we can just get into it. The Gift of Nature. Why are we not listening? Mother Nature has been giving us plenty of warning, plenty of warning of the dangers to come if humans don't alter their habits, yet our ears are plugged. Climate change is happening, and many people choose to look the other way. Are we in denial about our shifting weather patterns? Over the past few decades, our Earth has experienced unprecedented disasters, causing major loss of lives and billions of dollars in damage. Hurricanes, tsunamis, cyclones, tornadoes, mudslides, floods, fires, volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, typhoons, blizzards, droughts, heat waves, blizzards, torrential rains, snowstorms, pestilence, and avalanches have all taken their toll. Despite the relief efforts of governments and organizations, displacement, disease, homelessness, famine, loss of hope, and death follow in the footsteps of these natural catastrophes. It's time to wake up and realize that humans are not in charge of the universe. Glaciers are melting, sea levels are rising, and global surface temperatures are growing increasingly warmer. The scientific consensus on climate change stands firm that we are in trouble. In advancing the science of climate change, released by the United States Research Council, it is obvious that climate change is changing. The climate is changing, and these changes are in large part due to human activities. While much remains to be learned, the core phenomenon, scientific questions, and hypotheses have been examined thoroughly and have stood firm in the face of serious scientific debate and careful evaluation of alternative explanations. The National Academy of Science of the United States of America agrees that climate change is largely irreversible. Humans may not be totally responsible for global warming, however, we must do our part to take action now. How can we slow the process? 
For starters, we can begin appreciating the gift of nature and the power she possesses. As a farmer and a gardener, I've always been acutely aware that no matter how much I attempt to harness her strength through human endeavors, Mother Nature is always in charge. If my crops are plentiful, one heavy rain before harvest time could destroy a year's worth of effort. A gathering of gophers or a herd of hungry deer can eradicate an entire rose garden within days. A swarm of aphids will demolish a vegetable patch, sucking in the vitality out of every plant. An extended drought kills livestock and plants. My farm is just a pin mark on the world map, but it illustrates the importance of listening to nature and being ready to flow with the river. A term that is thrown around consistently is living in an organic and natural lifestyle. To be called organic, crops need to be grown with fewer or no insecticides and pesticides, no synthetic fertilizers, and no genetically modified substances. Animals must be fed organic feed using the above criteria for growing the food and raised without antibiotics or drugs. Food marked organic cannot contain any artificial coloring, flavoring, preservatives, or other chemical ingredients. Many people confuse natural with organic. They are vastly different because there are no federal regulations surrounding slapping the word natural on packaging. To live in the natural world is to listen to the rhythm of the seasons and live according to the cause of nature. We must embrace economic and social sustainability if we are to survive as a species. We must, con- we must encourage biological diversity and organic principles and create a smaller carbon footprint. It's time to truly be green by recycling, repurposing, reusing, and reducing if we are to prevent the depletion of our resources. We have to stop greenwashing and believe in the viability and durability of our planet. Healthier communities will spur economic growth when greenhouse gases and emissions are eliminated. By establishing wildlife habits, protecting our national parks and open spaces, growing as much of our own food as possible, eliminating waste, being energy efficient, making certain that our water supply isn't contaminated by industrial and agricultural pollutants, and curtailing buildings in areas that are, that are or will be prone to calamity, we take a first step towards sustainability and living in concert with nature. The choices each individual makes every day contribute to the health or the sickness of our earth. One of the most important things we can do for ourselves and for our children is to bring nature into our daily routines. Throughout evolutionary history, humans lived in harmony with nature. Unfortunately, today in our technological speedy world, yesterday is too late mode. Most of our yesterday is too late mode. Most of our hours are spent indoors instead of outdoors. We are plugged in and tuned out. To combat this growing behavior in Japan in the 1990s, the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries coined a term, Shinrin-yoku, which translates to forest bathing. The practice is rightfully gaining popularity in the United States because walking in nature with no particular destination or goal has been found to be good medicine. Whether you are tromping through a jungle or strolling through a city park, meandering in a wooded tree-filled location is good for you. Forced bathing reminds me of two famous quotes by two renowned naturalists. Henry David Thoreau wrote, in wilderness, is the, in wilderness is the preservation of the world. And John Muir instructed, in every walk with nature one receives far more than he seeks. By engaging all the senses of sound, taste, smell, touch, and sight, connecting with the natural environment reduces stress, lowers blood pressure, declutters the mind, and leads to a deep feeling of relaxation. No one knows for certain what Mother Nature has planned for the human race in the next century. The 70-mile-wide, 2,500-mile-long path of totality that the eclipse traced for 90 minutes from the west coast to the Atlantic Ocean in 2017 brought a calm and camaraderie to the nation. As 
Citizens across the continent donned special glasses. The majesty and beauty of this rare occurrence was shared as a community and a country. The eclipse was an opportunity to feel the splendor and grandeur of their universe with total acknowledgement of our small place in the galaxy. Nature has always been and will always be in charge. We need to fully participate in helping her maintain order. We must be the change today if we are to coexist with nature tomorrow. And so the exercise at the end of the chapter is called Retreat to Nature. If humans are to survive and thrive, I have full confidence in this generation of millennials who are willing to tackle and solve the major issues that face the world. Released when oil, coal, or other fossil fuels are burned for energy, carbon dioxide is nature's biggest enemy. Of course, we need energy to power cars, homes, computers, and smartphones, but we must embrace other methods. There are simple things we can do to reduce global warming and our carbon footprint while indulging in the tools that nature freely provides. If you implement even a couple of these strategies, our Earth will be healthier. You, your children, grandchildren, and future generations of children will be the beneficiaries. 1. Power your home with solar or wind. 2. Plant a garden in a pot or a plot. 3. Compost and eliminate waste. 4. Buy energy-efficient appliances. 5. Get up, get out, and smell the roses. Walk in nature daily. 6. Reduce water consumption. 7. Advocate for clean air and water. 8. Encourage kids to enjoy the woods. 9. Do a digital detox. Unplug and go outdoors to marvel at nature's majesty. 10. Study nature. Love nature. Adopt the peace of nature. 11. Contact politicians and tell them you care about climate change. Stop, look, and listen. Mother Nature comes bearing noble gifts. Are we ready and willing to receive them? Are we ready to make the necessary alternate alterations for survival? The planet we save will be our own. And so that concludes the chapter. Um, I think this chapter really reinforced um, a point that maybe a lot of people kind of subconsciously acknowledge, but it's not super, um, I don't think it's super widely addressed um, among a lot of people. And it's that nature isn't really another element that humans kind of can control and maintain uh, and really dictate the boundaries of nature is like so much more powerful than what humans can do. And really the only way we can actually uh, maintain this kind of uh, harmonial living on our planet is just by going with the river, flowing with the river. Um, You know, there's no really like fighting back against or trying to, uh, there's no fighting back against or trying to control those elements that are so uh, that are so like widely surrounding our human civilizations. Um, really, all we can do is try to make those adjustments um, that we can through our systems of energy, through our systems of infrastructure, um, so that our civilization is more in tune with all the natural elements and those changes that come with the environment. And I'll touch on that more in the third segment. So. Uh, that concludes our first segment. You can purchase Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, uh, the anthology where this chapter was from, and be insi- inspired by other amazing writers at uh, www.starcellstore.net. All of the money benefits Be the Star You Are, 501c3 charity, and this program as a donation. So make sure you get your copy today. Check out youtube.com slash be the star you are for our fun and informative be the star you are videos on living, laughing, and learning. I'm Kenneth John, and be sure to stay right here as we continue our discussion on the gift of nature.
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're continuing this segment with the gift of nature. Today, we're joined by world-renowned integrative veterinarian author, Dr. Carol Osborne. A pioneer in anti-aging medicine and longevity research for pets, she created and patented the original PAWS, Pet Anti-Aging Wellness System for Dogs and Cats. Dr. Carol holds both the dog and cat scientific patents. After graduating from the Ohio State College of Veterinary Medicine, Dr. Carroll completed a prestigious internship at the Columbus Zoo and shortly after launched a very successful private practice and became founder and director of the nonprofit organization, the American Pet Institute. Dr. Carroll offers traditional veterinary care for dogs and cats with a softer, natural touch. In addition to traditional treatments, Dr. Carroll highlights the importance of nutrition and diet, specifically for each patient. She's been a frequent guest on Fox and Friends, The Today Show, Good Day LA, and Discovery's Animal Planet, and has also been featured in USA Today, the LA Times, Ladies Home Journal, Woman's World, In Style, and the New York Daily News. Today, she practices at the Chagrin Falls Veterinary Center in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. With that, I'd like to welcome her onto the show. Hello, Dr. Carol. 
It's nice to have you well, on today. Well, hello, Kenneth. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, and I'm really excited to talk to you today, especially because I actually have a dog, and, you know, that brings a lot of questions. As, Fabulous. I guess what, all dog What kind know. of a dog do you have? Uh, she's a Labradoodle. She's just over three years old now. And what's her name? Uh, Delphi. Yeah. She's, Duffy. she's a pretty lively one. And she's nice and happy and healthy? Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I'm trying the best <laughs> of my ability to keep her that way. Um, yeah, so... The, the there you go. Question. Oh, sorry, what was it? No, I said that, that sounds like a great idea. And you especially want to keep her happy uh, for the upcoming holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess that leads into our first question. Um, uh, so you talk about, or I guess in that intro, I touched a little bit on, little bit upon the work you do and how you approach treatment with a softer, natural touch, and you know um, how you you want to go about treatment with a more, uh, I guess, natural, more nutrition-focused uh, kind of treatment, right? So, what does yeah. natural treatment for pets actually look like? Um, as opposed to a more traditional treatment, what does that softer natural touch really look like to a patient? Well, that's, that's a great point, Ken. Um, basically, when we want to make sure that pets are healthy, instead of just concentrating on vaccinations, uh, heartworm medication, pesticides for fleas and ticks, and all those things, what we try to focus on is, number one, good, solid nutrition. Uh, number mm-hmm. two, we want to keep our pets to a lean body weight. And what that means is if you stand behind Duffy and you take mm-hmm. either hand and you run it alongside of her ribs, the rule is you should be able to easily feel but not see each rib, and she should mm-hmm. have a little waist or a little tucked-up area right in front of her hind legs. On the other hand, if she looks like a barrel, you know, no waist at all, and when you put your hand on either side of a rib cage, if you can pinch more than an inch, chances are she's carrying around a couple extra pounds. Um, what do we do about that? Well, before you start on any major type of a weight loss or a dietary program, you always want to check with your vet and make sure that your pet is completely healthy and there aren't any situations that might mimic, let's say, getting a little bit chubby when in reality it's not just because we feed too many treats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to have lots of good daily exercise. Uh, the minimum is 20 minutes twice a day. Mm-hmm. How, um, how many walks do you take Duffy on? Uh, how many walks? Uh, yeah. usually two a day, um, either me or my mom will take her in the morning, um, if either of us have time and then I take her out in the evening, uh, usually at okay. least half an hour each, but try to go for more when and, I'm not busy. And that's busy. excellent. That's excellent. And how, how do you feed Jesse? Um, once in the morning, once at in the evening, is there uh-huh. another do way to do it? Do you feed her a certain amount? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, she's around uh, 22, 23 pounds last time we checked. So it's around, I think, like half a cup for each meal, what was on the uh, label of our food. 
Okay. You, you feed her a dry food, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a mixed thing um, where some of it is dry and there's also like kind of a frozen meat addition thing that we also put into it, on, like on, meat and vegetables and things like top. that. Yeah, and, and that's good. And one of the first things you always want to address is, you know, what am I feeding? And you want to know the name. You want to know the brand. You want to have something where feeding trials have been conducted. And what I always tell people is just look at your pet. So, for example, if you feed your pet a cup of food and then your pet goes outside and, and makes a cup of poop, that's a situation where everything that that dog just ate just came right out in the backyard. So Mm -hmm. probably not a good choice. On the other hand, if you were to feed your dog, you know, a cup of whatever that food might be, the amount of stool produced, relatively speaking to that cup, should be far less than, than than the cup that you fed her. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really interesting. That's good to yeah. know. And, and those are just some real simple ways, you know, to look at a food. And then I'm always saying to people, look at your pet. Look at that skin and hair coat. It should be bright. It should be shining. And if you take your fingers and go backwards through the hair, Kenneth, um, mm-hmm. the skin underneath should be clean and fresh. There shouldn't be any dry flakes or, or anything like that. And mm-hmm. if, if do you think that that's how Duffy looks? Um, not really. I haven't noticed anything. Not like really. That. <laughs> well, you always have to remember that the skin and hair coat are the largest organ in the whole body. So what that means is that's an external reflection of Duffy's internal health. And if you're feeding her whatever it might be, and her hair coat isn't shiny and glowing. Her eyes should be clear. Her ears should have no odor to them. She should move freely. But if if you think that whatever you're feeding her is not producing those results, then it might be time to sit down with mom and see what else might be out there that could offer Duffy, you know, better health and wellness than, you know, whatever the current choice is. Um, that, That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll tell you something else, Kenneth. Um, what happens is the Internet and all these TV ads, these food companies are multi-billion dollar companies. And they frighten pet owners like you uh, and even veterinarians from trying to make your own food. But you should always remember that a food that you would make at home for Duffy, let's say a chicken breast, maybe a little bit of broccoli and a sweet potato. If Duffy is a healthy dog with no major disorders or illnesses, that would be just as healthy for her as it would be for you. And no matter what you think about how good that label, you know, looks on that bag of food or on that can of food, I can assume you that the quality of the nutrients inside would not even come close to what you and your mom might prepare for Duffy at home. Okay. Yeah. That's, again, yeah, that's really good to know. Um, me and my mom, yeah, we do try to, like, give her a little bit of extra meat when we're cooking, like, chicken breast or things like that. Give her a little bit of lettuce, broccoli, carrots. Um, but, yeah, I think it would be a good idea to, I guess, heavily 
put more heavy focus on those kinds of natural foods. Yeah, because you have to remember, you know, in holistic medicine, which is that natural, softer touch, we use food as medicine because the truth is we are what we eat. And not only does that apply to you and I, but it also applies to our four-legged friends. And because they have such a shorter lifespan than we do, what they eat and the quality of their nutrition uh, is even more important than it is for you and I. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a point that I haven't really thought about yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the it's true. Lifespan and everything. It's true. And yeah, when it comes to water, uh, they should have clean, fresh water available all the time, 24 mm-hmm. 7. And I personally, as a veterinarian, am a big advocate of distilled water, which is just pure drinking water with no chemicals or chlorine or fluoride or anything like that in it. And that's something that you might think about as well. All right. Um, Also, uh, you mentioned, or I guess I mentioned, um, anti-aging medicine. You're a pioneer in anti-aging medicine. And I guess you also kind of touched upon it with the coat and the skin, right? Um, Is there any other way that anti-aging results kind of show themselves in pets? Because when I think of anti-aging um, in humans, I think of like skincare and things like that, right? Um, right. How does it look? Right. How does it look for how dogs does it and work cats? Pets? Yeah. Well, first, uh, there, there's that nutrition that, that you and I just kind of got done talking about, keeping your pet lean, making sure we have at least 20 minutes twice a day of exercise and avoiding, you know, pudgy waistlines and and overweight pets. We try to minimize the chemicals and the pesticides and the insecticides that we use because you have to remember that there are always natural alternatives for heartworm, for fleas, for ticks, and all those nasty little parasites. And then we use vitamin supplementation. So the PAWS system uh, that I created and patented uh, is PA. AWS, which is the Pet Anti-Aging Wellness System. And what that is, is about 45 different vitamins, minerals, anti-aging factors, herbs, uh, amino acids, all put together uh, into a tasty little tablet that's given to dogs and cats uh, based on, well, the species. There's a formula for dogs and a different one for kitties. Um, and it's also based on their age and their body weight. And what we found is little dogs like Duffy, uh, under 30 pounds, were able to enjoy a healthy, active lifespan for about 30% longer than most other dogs. And what that translates into is three to four extra healthy years that you and Duffy could spend together. In fact, we have a dog under 30 pounds going strong at age 24. Wow, that's... Which, which is pretty, that's which really is pretty long. Good. Yes, it is. And, and all we did to achieve that uh, was the nutrition and the other things I mentioned and this vitamin supplement that most dogs chew up like a treat and think it tastes pretty good, and it comes as an a.m. morning and a p.m. evening, so they get a tasty treat twice a day. And what we do is sort of super immunize, you know, their immune system 
and, and give them the vitamins and minerals and herbs that their body needs to function at a younger level than the number of candles on their birthday cake. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy to do, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the results are quite wonderful. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, I also and, have and a you question. know what? I'm going to send you out a bottle for, Duff, for Duffy, and you'll have to give it a try and let me know what you think. Wow, yeah, that would be really awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I also have a question. Um, I guess this is a kind of general question, but it's something that's caused a bit of debate within my family from time to time. Um, how much should okay. you uh, trust your dog's natural instincts? Because I say this because, like, uh, with the holidays and coming up, with like harsher weather coming up, we're having a rainy few weeks here in California, as that rare as rare as that is. Um, uh-huh. When should you trust your dog to kind of uh, make choices for themselves? Like sometimes I want to go out into the rain where it's cold um, because Delphi seems to want to like is kind of getting restless and wants to go outside. But at the same time, my parents will be like, "No, it's too cold. You can't." Like she'll get like sick or something. Like, you know, I guess on a more general level, a gr- how, yeah, how do you trust your yeah, pets? That's a great point. You know, first of all, you always have to remember that you're the person and, and you're the one that, that, that sort of has to be the boss. You're the alpha. And then Duffy is going to listen to and respect your wishes and judgment. So when I tell people I'm all the way back here in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, and right now when I look out the window, there's a blizzard. So what I tell my patients is if it's too cold for you to be outside, it's too Mm -hmm. cold for your pet. Now, does that mean that that you can't go out and and take a jaunt, uh, you know, here and there? Um, You know, can you put on your your jacket and your rain bonnet and put a little jacket on Duffy and booties if needed and, and take her for a little stroll around the block? You certainly can, but don't ever think that Duffy is going to have enough judgment on her own to know, let's say, when to come in from out of the rain. Duffy will do everything she possibly can to please you, but you're the one that has to make the judgments and and have the good, solid, common-sense decisions. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So to stay outside in the rain until you're both soaking wet and sneezing, well, that's yeah, probably a probably lack not of a good judgment. Right. right. But to go out properly bundled up for just a short period of time to let Duffy do her business or, you know, kind of get the wiggles out because maybe she's been cooped up inside, then mm-hmm. I think that that's perfectly fine. All right. Um, are there any other kind of precautions that pet owners can take uh, with cold weather and harsher weather um, when they want to take their pet outside for a little bit? Well, um, remember uh, what I said about, you know, the cold. Uh, if you need to wear a jacket and you have a short-haired dog, mm-hmm. get your dog a little jacket or a sweater. You know, it's really just common sense. Um, as far as your, your, your pet's foot pads once again in the summer if it's too hot for you to walk outside barefoot it's too hot for your pet as well and likewise Mm -hmm. in the winter if it's too cold for your feet it's going to be pretty chilly for duffy's paws as well 
So one thing that, that I find when it's very, very cold, a lot of pets don't want to go outside to do their business, and they'll actually, uh, you know, hold, hold it inside until it, you know, creates constipation or, or an actual problem. So if you have, um, I don't know if it really shows out in your neck of the woods, but, but if it does, um, you can shovel a little path just outside of, you know, whatever door might be convenient. Um, you can even perhaps create some kind of a little cover so that your pet does feel comfortable to go outside, do their business, you know, el- eliminate as needed. But mm-hmm. a lot of these things just come down to common sense. Um, big things in the winter, um, antifreeze, which is ethylene glycol, a teaspoon is, is fatal uh, to a oh. dog Duffy's size. Um, it mm-hmm. tastes great, and it even smells good. So antifreeze is a big no-no. Um, you put it in your cars. They also put it in radiators. So anything like that... Um, you have to store it up high, out of your pet's paw reach. Um, and when you're doing something like that with your car or your motorcycle, whatever it might be, you want to keep your pets out of that area. And especially um, especially where you live, uh, people use a lot of ants and rat and mouse baits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and once again, um, these baits uh, usually are peanut butter based. So they smell really terrific, and dogs in particular will go for them. Um, again, be very careful about placing those baits, and if you think your pet might have gotten into one, try to grab the bait and the label and get off the senior vet or, or the ASPCA Poison Control Center, which is open 24-7. Um, it's a number that... Anybody can call at any time of the day or night uh, for any type of a poison or a toxin-type question, and you'll, you'll get an honest answer. And if you want to share that uh, with, with all of your pet-loving listeners, um, 1-888-4-A-N-I-H-E-L-P. That is the toll-free number of the ASPCA Poison Control Hotline. All right. Yeah, that's really good information. Uh, hopefully it keeps pets out of danger, keeps them safe. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, you were talking about how, like, uh, some human-made, I guess, human elements around the house and around, um, like, automobiles, things like that can be dangerous to pets. Uh, knowing that, what are some ways that you can kind of keep your pet active, keep your pet um I guess, stress-free inside the house when it's too harsh to go outside, especially with all things like lights, wires, things that might be dangerous to a small pet like a cat or a dog. Well, that's a great idea. And with respect to the upcoming holidays, uh, for people that are, are going to do you know, all kinds of decorating and lights and this and that, mm-hmm. what, what I always say is, uh, first of all, be sure your pet is healthy has his or her ID tags and collar. And when it comes to decorating, try to decorate your home according to the age, activity level, and temperament of your pets and children. So if you have pets and you have young kids, remember that homemade expendable ornaments 
are very safe for your pets, and they're a really fun family project. Um, and you just have to sort of let your imagination just kind of go, you know. You can use two-tone ribbons instead of garland, tinsel, and angel hair. That's a big one with kitties. Uh, ornaments, you want to use non-breakable, pet-proof homemade ornaments, uh, cardboard, mm-hmm. plastic, dried non-toxic flowers, fabric, wooden pine cones, or just some of the things that you can gather up and make all kinds of wonderful ornaments. You can use red velvet bows instead of hooks to hang the ornaments because those hooks get caught in tongues. They also get caught in foot pads. As far as lights, make sure they're UL approved. Make sure you turn off when you're not home uh, and at night when you're sleeping. Um, electric cords and extension cords, you can hide them in empty uh, in empty wrapping paper tubes. Um, you can also t- tape them to the floor. Um, again, buy pet-proof uh, extension cords. And if, if you need to, you know, a little Tabasco spray, uh, even a little bitter apple, a couple licks of that uh, is a great deterrent to anybody that wants to start chewing on that. And for those of you that, that might have a tree, be it, uh, you know, for Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever it might be, um, if you've got a pet that wants to sort of eat those little needles, um, you can get a spray bottle, fill it 50-50 with red pepper sauce and water. Um, you can spritz your tree with it. It won't hurt your tree at all, but it tastes terrible. And uh, if pets get a couple, you know, a, a mouthful of that, I think um, you won't have to worry about them going back for a second taste. And also, Kenneth, you want to mm-hmm. remember that the water, uh, let's say for your Christmas tree, um, is usually filled with those nasty sharp pine needles. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it's got fertilizers and maybe some preservatives. So it's not good for your pets to drink. Uh, it'll cause a nasty tummy ache, uh, and it's usually there's a lot of bacteria in there. So once again, the Christmas tree really should be off limits to pets, especially kitties. Um, and things some people do, you can get uh, this 200-pound wire, and you can uh, put a hook in the ceiling and just run this uh, line you know, from, let's say, the trunk of the tree up to, um, you know, the hook in the ceiling. And that would be uh, the 200-pound invisible fishing line, so no one will know that it's there but you. And that's really good to anchor the tree so it can't get knocked down. Um, And for people that have a lot of cats in the house, uh, if necessary, you can even net the tree after you anchor it uh, so you don't end up with a complete disaster because the kitty started climbing through the tree all right yeah that would would not be fun Um, (laughs) yeah and you know the holidays can sometimes get kind of hectic and stressful um you know even besides all those like potential dangers in your house just i guess the atmosphere can kind of get a little uh tense is there a way to kind of keep your pets more calm and relaxed in those kinds of uh stressful times You know, that's a great point, because the holidays are wonderful, but they're also hectic. And when things are hectic for us, that means stress when it comes to our pets. So to minimize stress, you want to try to keep your pet's diet, snacks, and routine as close to possible as normal. 
Make mm-hmm. sure that your pet has a private, quiet space where he or she can retreat. Uh, have a little R&R, you know, when your pet's had enough of, you know, all the action, the guests, and the festivities. I think that's real important. And remember that if you are having a house full of guests and things like that, that morning, take your pet out for it. A really long walk, a good game of Frisbee, uh, exercise is what I'm trying to say. Uh, remember that a pet that is well-exercised, in general, is a tired, happy pet who will be more than delighted to go into whatever room or area of the home uh, is, is the correct one for him or for Duffy in this case. Um, you know, chew on a nice bone or re- relax a little bit and not be all stressed out and hectic. So exercise is wonderful. It's a great stress reliever. Um, and remember that there are natural herbal stress formulas out there. Uh, Box 5 Flower Rescue Remedy is a natural mixture of five flowers. You can place a few drops in your pet's mouth or in the food or water. Uh, it just um, It's kind of like having a little glass of wine. It just takes the edge off. It's perfectly safe. There's no risk of an adverse effect or anything like that. And mm-hmm. some of these essential oils, Kenneth, are also wonderful. Different combinations oh. of chamomile and blue cypress not only smell great, but you can put a few drops on your pet, and it'll last for several hours. And once again, it just has that natural kind of calming effect. Wow, yeah, I didn't know essential oils worked on animals like that. They, they do. You just want to make sure that the essential oils you use are actually formulated uh, for your pet. Oh, so right. it's not always okay to just take the human oil and put it on the pet. That can be a little bit risky. But you can talk to your veterinarian or, you know, go to one of these little animal, you know, type stores. And um, there's all, all kinds available, and, and they're excellent. Right. Yeah, and so we're almost out of time uh, with all this talk of stress and danger. I just wanted to end it on a bit of a more lighthearted note. Uh, quick last question. Uh, the holidays also comes with a lot of seasonal foods uh, for humans, um, and I'm assuming animals as well. Is there anything else that dogs can eat that kind of go with the season? You mentioned sweet potatoes earlier. Is there any other food that can kind of put your pets you in know, the mood, I guess? You know, there sure is. You know, the, the typical... Uh, you know, holiday meal in, in many homes uh, consists of uh, turkey, maybe some sweet potatoes, uh, a little a little bit of pumpkin, even some green beans. If your pet is healthy and doesn't have any major, you know, illnesses that you're dealing with, uh, those foods are as healthy for your pet as they are for you. Um, again, you might want to check with your veterinarian first, but uh, turkey, by the way, contains the amino acid L-tryptophan. And, Kenneth, I don't know how it works in your house, but in a lot of homes, everybody eats all that turkey, and then they get into one of those big chairs and watch the football game. Well, mm-hmm. that amino acid L-tryptophan has a very calming, soothing effect. So if you have a pet that's a little bit nervous, that turkey... Oh is probably a good idea, and some green beans and a little bit of sweet potato not only have wonderful vitamins and minerals, but they're fresh and healthy. So it's it's a wonderful way to share the holiday meal with your best friend. 
All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so we are out of time. Thanks so much for coming on today. This is a really oh, educational segment. Kenneth, I learned a lot. <laughs> thank, thank you. And the most important thing, Kenneth, is to give your pets lots of extra love and attention this mm-hmm. holiday season so they don't feel like they've been left out of the festivities. Uh, because remember, the very best gift of all is your love. All right. Yeah. Um, audience, if you want to check out more about Dr. Carol and her work, you can visit our website at www.shagrinfallspetclinic.com, www.facebook.com slash P-A-A-W-S, and twitter.com slash carolonpets. Uh, support more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at www.bethestarur.org. Visit www.btsya.org to find out more about spreading positivity with Be The Star You Are. I'm Kenneth Jun, and we'll be back after the break with more on the gift of nature. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
Welcome back. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So for this last segment of the show on the gift of nature, I wanted to kind of wrap things up by talking about uh, the environment, nature, in a more in a broader scope, I guess, uh, in the world today. So uh, if you've looked at the news recently, you can probably tell that environmentalism is kind of growing as a priority issue in the political landscape, um, especially with all the kind of climate strikes, protests that are going on. Uh, Greta Thunberg is a notable name uh, in the environmentalist cause. Um, yeah, and I think that's like generally, or not generally, but like completely a good thing uh, with environmentalism becoming so much more of an important issue today. Um, yeah, and it's really good to know that the younger generation specifically are kind of coming to see environmentalism as a bigger and bigger issue. Um, I guess as the consequences of climate change are becoming more evident, uh, the consequences uh, are becoming a more, I guess, tangible uh, aspect of our lives. Uh, younger people are kind of paying more attention to how things will turn out in the future. So I found a Yale survey from April 2019 showing how younger generations are more likely than older generations to view global warming as a personally important um I guess, political issue. Uh, and they express generally a stronger willingness to engage in climate activism, um, which is also really great. However, the study also notes that uh, when it actually comes to taking real action to uh, reduce global warming, millennials aren't really that more likely than baby boomers or members of the silent generation to actually go out and uh, you know, take that charge. Um, so I guess that is kind of a sign, even with our priorities going and our... Um, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. I guess she's saying happy holidays. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so there is kind of a uh, push. There is a need for a push for millennials to kind of take that action um, with that increased priority in mind. Um, with the 2020 presidential election coming up, uh, the topic of global warming um, has become uh, has been shown to be a very important uh, issue to a lot of voters uh, across any generation uh, for their voting decisions. Uh, younger generations in specific rank global warming higher in voting issue priority than do older generations, again showing that this is a really uh, strong issue a lot among a lot of younger people and that this is becoming a more uh, it is having a stronger presence in our political landscape. Um, something that was really notable was that millennial Republicans are more likely to say that global warming is happening and is human-caused, uh, and that scientists agree that it is happening. So they are more likely to worry about global warming as a significant issue than older Republicans. And this could mean a really... Uh, this could mean a really... Mean, uh, mean that there's a really good chance for bridging the gap between Republicans and Democrats on the environmental issue, making it a less polarized uh, political topic and hopefully uh, creating a greater chance for real effective change. Um, with that decreased polarization, there's uh, the opportunities to actually take action, uh, push for legislation, for environmental protection. All that kind of stuff is greatly increased. So it's really nice to know that um, this kind of issue is becoming is becoming a more uh, widely concerning issue, I guess. Um, so yeah, um, there does need to be an extreme uh, system 
an extreme system of really drastic changes to actually keep up with long-term goals across a variety of countries. Um, there was a Guardian article that uh, featured a the executive director of the European Environment Agency, Hans Brunig. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he says that marginal efficiency gains are not enough. They are not working to bring down emissions. There's also a higher cost to marginal efficiency gains if we keep investing in that. If we focus on making current technologies more efficient, there are limits. If we stick to what we know, it may seem easy, but it doesn't work in the long term. Um, so, yeah, that just kind of shows there is a need for a lot of change, not just kind of slow, incremental uh, decisions that and kind of build up over time. There is a need for uh, immediate, immediate um, change in our landscape. Um, this does go for Europe. This is specifically for Europe in this case, but you know, across a variety of countries, including the U.S., um, there is a, you know, that kind of drastic change is very necessary in uh, trying to meet those long-term goals with emissions and energy efficiency and things like that. So I think at the end of the day, uh, like I kind of touched upon on the first segment, uh, there is this need for recognizing the scope of the issue. You know, um, the environment can often seem just like another point, another, I guess, talking point in politics, another thing we have to worry about. But, you know, the environment encapsulates like almost our entire reality, our entire world. Um, it's the planet that we live on and without, you know, a healthy environment to thrive in, uh, not a lot else can be done. So, you know, just being able to see how big this issue actually is, I think is really important to uh, creating those changes that are necessary for the future. So uh, with that, I think this segment comes to a close. And with that, the show comes to a close. I think this has been an awesome show on the gift of nature. And audience, uh, be sure to support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs on our main site at www.bethestarur.org. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Kenneth Jun, and as always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Be connected, be active, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself